have walked away and taken with them nothing. Why? Because they came in looking for something else. They came in looking for the building. They came in looking for the flashy lights. They came in looking for something that they could find and hold on to. And when that thing fell away, they realized, this is rubbish. There's nothing here. And God's standing inside going, I'm right here. You miss me. You know, there's such a... This is one of the, the flashiest churches I've ever been in, and I love it. I think it's fantastic. I've never had lights at a church before. I've been in a, an old and old broken-down bowling club in a little community center in a tin shed, and one of my biggest worries was, will I hold on to this? God, please, please don't let me hold on to this. If we get called out of here into a shed in the middle of Southport, will everyone come? <laughs> Sean's looking at me like, oh, I might not. <laughs> but that's one of one of my most one of the biggest questions I had with guys when when we were coming in here was, why are you coming? Firstly, why do you come to church? You don't have to answer that, but I, I want you to go home and ask yourself. Because when when we start to realize why we're coming, when we start to realize, is it the comfort of friends? That's good. But if that falls away, will you walk away? If this thing, if this building fails you, if the person next to you fails you, will you walk away from God? Because that's what this verse is saying that gravel Christianity is. It looks flashy. It looks fantastic. But there's no substance. There's nothing that you can root into. You can only gather root into God. If your roots aren't in God, then there's a major, major issue. Because there's a potential that everything else will break down and fall away. That that friend will let you down. Yes, it's not great to focus on that and we shouldn't, but it is a reality that it could happen. You know, that, that you might be in a storm and, and no one might be praying for you. Or you might, be, you might be sitting in a place going, I need some support, I need someone to make me a meal and it doesn't happen. So you walk away from God. We have to understand that. If we're not rooted in God, if this thing isn't all about God, then we're wasting our time. When you, look at, when you look at a new house building, when you build a house and you move into it and it's fantastic, brand new, new house and there's, there's dirt outside because you have to go and get the seeds and plant and water the soil. You have to wait for it to grow. It doesn't look amazing. And that's what happens with churches. We go into a church, we build this building, we make it look fantastic and then we go, okay, God, bring the people rather than going in and having a building and go, God, bring the people. And from that, we will build something that you want us to build. And then we'll move out of there and we'll build something else. But we have to focus. Our root has to be in who God is. Verse 14, he says that the seed that falls into the weeds represents the heart's of those who hear the manifest manifestations of God, but their growth is quickly choked off by their own anxious cares, the riches of the world, and the fleeting pleasure of this life. This is why they never become mature and fruitful. I, just, I find this verse so interesting that, that Jesus explains this parable and each one bleeds into the other. Each one explains the purpose and the need to stay in him the purpose and the need that the soil has to be right. And again, I, I want you to understand that, that Jesus is the seed that's sown. 
but our hearts is the soil. So for every one of us in this place, we have a heart of soil that needs to be the right soil. And in every instance of your life, there will be a different stage of that soil, just like there is in a garden with different plants planted. That with your finances, what does the soil of your heart look like? With your friends, what does the soil of your heart look like? At your workplace, what does the soil of your heart look like? We have to be willing to receive Jesus, the seed, in every instance of our life. And from that, we grow out of the soil and we produce a fruit that others can take of. You see, this verse isn't talking about how we sow. It is talking about how we are in other people's lives, but it's from our fruit. It's not from what we can give them. So if our soil is wrong, the seed won't be planted and we won't produce any fruit. And a tree that doesn't produce fruit is not worth having. I know that's really harsh and I know that's a a big slap in the face, but I think it's something that, that we need to begin to question within ourselves. What is the fruit of your life? What are you giving other people? And I don't mean who you sit down with on on lunch on Friday and and open the Bible with. That's good. But that's not the only expression of your life. You know, what what does it look like when you're at work? Or what does it look like when you're on the phone to a telemarketer? Sheesh. Yeah, I was going to say, all of a sudden, everyone's like, hmm. Really good point. <laughs> what were Jehovah's Witnesses? What does your heart look like when they knock on your door when you're in the middle of your breakfast? And it doesn't mean that we have to bend down knee all the time, but it does mean that we have to be a soil ready to produce fruit in every instance. Verse 13, I know I read it, but I'll read it again. The seed falling on the gravel... Oh, sorry. Verse 14. The seed falls into the weeds represents the hearts of those who hear the manifestation of God, but their growth is quickly choked off by their own anxious cares, the riches of this world, and the fleeting pleasures of this life. This is why they never become mature and fruitful. Have you ever wondered why you can't step into a a maturity in, in some area or step into a fruitfulness in some area? Because what is it that's choking you? What's in your pocket right now that you shouldn't have there? And I don't mean this to condemn you. I mean, what is it that's, that's holding you back from expressing who God is? What is it that, that is stopping you from growing into who he wants you to be? Because this verse is talking about the fact that a weed chokes you. That that air of your heart is choked by something. You know, when, when, when you find someone who just, they just can't get it. This, the, every time they're, they're stumbling over the same thing again and again and again and again. If you look into their life, you'll find something small or large, that's continually choking their growth pattern, continue, continually choking their ability to, to be who God wants them to be. When I was a, I grew up in a Christian home, a, a split home but a Christian home, and my dad pushed for us to go to church for a long time, pushed and pushed. And I thank God that he did because he, he drew something in me. But for a long time, I, I I couldn't distinguish the difference between my mates at school and the fun times that we were having and church. I would live in both of them, but I could never fully grow in either of them. I was never the coolest kid or the one that did the, the most fun stuff, but I was never the, the, the youth leader or understood who God was because I was stuck in this limbo stage 
because in both instances there was weeds in my life. When I moved to the coast, I, I started uni and I went to Crossing Point. And within about two weeks of being there, I went to my room and I broke down. I said to God, why? Why can't I grow? Why are all these people getting words and visions and knowing their Bible back to front, understanding you, and I can't get it? And God showed me that there was weeds in my life. There was an inability for me to step out of what I thought was important and step into who God was. And it wasn't about sin management. It's not about looking into your life and going, where am I a sinner? God paid for your sins, but there's a life that He wants you to live. There's a purpose, there's a plan that He wants you to step into, but what are the weeds that are stopping you from getting there? So when I started flipping back through, through my life and working out, actually, the times when I was with my mates, the times when we were out partying, I didn't enjoy it. I would get home and I would be frustrated or upset every single time. And God started to show me it's because that's not what I have for you. And there's only death down that path. Before you have put life and death, blessings and curses, take blessings, take life. So I said to myself, cool, I'm going to do this. And do you know that week that I decided to, it didn't all, I, didn't, I couldn't weed it all straight away, but I decided to start taking weeds out. My life completely changed. God started speaking to me. I think he was always speaking to me, but I couldn't hear it. God started showing me things. When I read my Bible, it made sense. When I read my Bible, I could see how that was imp- I, could, I could implement that into my life. Why? Because I found the weeds that were in my heart. My soil wasn't right so that when the seed, Jesus, the divine expression of God, was planted, I couldn't grow fruit because there was things stopping me from doing that. So, so often we, we get on this Christian journey and we, we try and fulfill or tick the right boxes, but our heart's wrong. Everything that Jesus talks about in this Bible is about the heart, the heart of man. That's what everything comes back to. What does your heart look like? Why? Because it's so important for us to have a heart of good soil in every instance, in everything that we do. So I really want to question you. I know there's a lot of questions, but for some of you, you'll let the ones you don't need go and, and the ones that do need, you'll, you will ask yourself, but what are the weeds in your life? Are there any weeds? Are there things that are stopping you from reaching your full potential in life? Are there things where you can go to God and say, God, take this thing? And it's not going to go straight away, but he'll show you the tools how to take it out. He will show you how to tender that soil and how to change the heart that you have. Verse 15, the seed that fell into good, fertile soil represents those lovers of truth who hear it deep within their hearts. They respond by clinging to the world. To the word that's supposed to say, I think. Let me double check. Seed that falls into... Sorry. The seed that fell into good, fertile soil represents those lovers of truth who hear it deep within their hearts. They respond by clinging to the word, keeping it dear as they endure all things in faith. This is the seed that will one day bear much fruit in their lives. The final verse that wraps up what Jesus is saying here is that they cling to the word, the Logos word of God, the divine expression of God, the manifestation of God. 
Christ Jesus. They cling to. So again, when we sing that song, you know, it's better. It is better to cling to him in all that you do. But how often do we do that? One of the biggest challenges that we have is that when, when life throws us a storm, we panic and we forget God's there. We've had one of the most challenging weeks, I think, in a long time. And I know it's, it's, it's trivial, but for us, it has been a challenge. It's real. Me and my fiancé lost our wedding venue this week. I know it's tiny, but for us, it was the biggest storm. And I was sitting there thinking, what do we do? And in planning this preach, I felt God say to me, you're going to tell everybody that they need to cling to, to me. So what are you doing? And instantly I'm like, oh, sheesh, take that then. But you know, the reality of that was when you do cling to God, he does things. He moves. Because he was always going to move. See, that's what we don't understand is that God was always going to do something, but you walked away. So he didn't do it. Why didn't he do it? Because you weren't there to do it with him. But when we cling to him, the things that he had planned start to move. So when we walk away and we come back, he changes them. So I went back and I clung to God. I said, God, fix this thing. I can't do it. And within three days, we fixed it. We got another venue. We got things moving forward. And it all changed. Why? Because God said to me, cling to me. The soil of your heart needs to change. So I really want to challenge people to think outside the box. Think about your heart. Think about how important it is for us to to change the way our heart looks in every single situation. I know I'm harping on and on, but as a church, as as a community, as a family, when we get this, people will come running through that door and they will go, I want this. What is it? It's simple. Just change your heart. Find what the issues are. Is your heart as hard as rocks? Is your heart hardened towards somebody, something, something that's happened? Is is there somebody that you need to go back to and talk with, that you need to go and forgive, that you need to allow their forgiveness to, to, to wash over you? Are you struggling to receive this because your heart is so hard that you hard that you, you want to tell me I'm wrong? Is your heart fake? Is it is it filled with gravel? Have you made it look fantastic so that when people look at you they they think, wow, that guy's awesome. But then when you close that door and you talk to God, nothing can grow. You see, so often we, we run into people who, who are like that. Who are all high fives and smiles, but when the chips go down, they're nowhere to be seen. Because they've filled their heart with gravel. And they won't allow anything worthwhile to grow because they're so focused on themselves. Is your heart filled with weeds? 
Is there something in your life right now you know what it is? There's something in your pocket that you you carry with you because you don't really know why, but it's there. And it's stopping you from stepping into what God has for you. Let me tell you, God has something amazing for every single one of us here. But it's, it's us that's getting in the way. God has a plan and a purpose for every single one of you. Tyson, God has a plan for you. He's been saying this to me all the whole service. He has such an incredible plan for you. And he's saying to you, let me do it. Let me do it. You see, it's it. When um, Ben spoke about um the stuff in our pocket, the gravel that needs to go, God spoke to me in regards to pornography. I normally don't do this and I I don't get this very often, but I believe there's people here and you're addicted to pornography and God wants you to let that go. He wants you to take that rubbish out of your pocket. I actually saw a mobile phone in someone's pocket that needs and, and it had, had that stuff on it and it needs to go. God wants it to go. There's no condemnation. There is there's no judgment from God. But God says it's time today for you to let that go because it stops your heart from receiving the things, the love and um and the acceptance that God has for you. So I'm going to pray in a moment. And when I close my eyes to pray, if something's spoken to you, if there is something, if your heart is one of these, I want you to come to the front. There's no condemnation. There's no pointing fingers or laughing or joking, but I want to pray for you. And I want to see you set free. Because if we're not here to do that, then what are we here to do? If we're not here to step into the purpose God has for us, what are we here to do? I want you to take away one thing. The seed that's planted into your heart is Jesus Christ. He saved you. He died for you. And He is our King. And He's the seed that's planted into your heart. Is your heart ready to grow what He has to grow? God, we are so grateful for all that you do, Father. Father, we just thank you right now, Lord God, that you are our Alpha and our Omega, Father. Our beginning and our end, Lord God. All that we are and all that we ever will be, Father. Lord, that you know every single one of our hearts, Father. God, that you know who we are. Holy Spirit, I ask right now that you just begin to minister to people, Father. That you just begin to change hearts, oh God, right now. That you bust that solid outer shell, Father, to soften their hearts, oh God. 
you remove the gravel from our hearts, Father. That you prune every weed, Lord. Father, that you are our King. You are, Father, all that we need, Lord God. Right now, Father, more Holy Spirit. Just bring your love, Holy Spirit, to every heart that's here right now. Father, we want to be set free, Lord, to walk in the purpose and the plan that you have for us. Thank you, Father. Thank you.